There are times when we all need to be ready to go at a moment's notice. Whether it's a sudden natural disaster, civil unrest, or a personal emergency, having a bug out bag prepared can mean the difference between being stranded and being self-reliant. Hey, this is episode 796 of the Ready Your Future podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you prepare for a better future. It's all about loving your people, getting prepared, and living free. I'm your host, Todd Sepulveda, a regular guy living in the suburbs who understands the need to be better prepared for the future. Hey, are you looking to up your preparedness knowledge, but you feel you're busy and always on the run? The Top Preparedness Articles is your personal curated list of preparedness type articles. You get it right in your email every Saturday in a great newsletter format. And the good news is it only costs $5 a month. And since you're on the run, you can add the articles you don't want to miss to the Pocket app and have them read to you. It's like your own personal preparedness podcast. And when you subscribe to TPA, you are also supporting Ready Your Future. The link to the top preparedness articles is in the show notes. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Ready Your Future podcast. Hey, as we get started, I want to give a big shout out to Gary for buying me five coffees. Gary, you are always a consistent supporter of Ready Your Future and the podcast and what we're doing here in the preparedness community. And I just want to say a big thank you to you. Uh, It's always a blessing when that comes through. And guys, it's always a blessing when anybody supports Ready Your Future, whether it's through just buying me a coffee on at buymeacoffee.com or it's, you know, joining the exclusive email group or it's, you know, jumping into the membership of the top preparedness articles. It's always a big uh, you know, blessing. And again, like I said, it supports Ready Your Future and what we're doing. Hey, we are in September, or this is being recorded in September, if you're not listening to it in September. And September is always Emergency Preparedness Month. You know, I don't do a whole lot because when I started in preparedness and doing the articles linking to them on Prepper website, everybody else was doing so much. You know, they were they were re- doing articles, they were doing videos, they were doing all different kinds of things. And I really never did too much with, you know, September as emergency preparedness month, but I am going to do a couple of things here and I am going to be sending out uh, a special, you know, checklist to the email list. So if you are not on the free email list, then I highly encourage you to join that. You can find the link to it in the the description or in the show notes, and uh, you can go ahead and join that. And uh, you also get some other cool things too when you join. I really, I mean, you get the Saturday prep, right? Every Saturday you get articles and you get, you know, I really revamped the Saturday prep. So if you if you were getting it years ago and then you kind of stopped, uh, it's been really revamped and uh, just trying out a new layout and adding some different things to it. So uh, I will be sending that out probably on a Wednesday, uh, this Wednesday coming up. And then also, since it is Emergency Preparedness Month, if you haven't joined the exclusive email group, and that is the group that, you know, it costs $20 a month, but you join that and you send an email to one email address and everybody in the group gets it. And then, you know, it is anonymous if you want to stay anonymous, but it is a great group of a lot of information, you know, people who are very knowledgeable. We have people in the medical industry. We have people who have a lot of information on ham radios and solar and just a lot of people who've been prepping for a long time. And then people who have, who are new to preparedness. And so you ask a question. I don't know if you ever, I mean, if you were a person who was on Facebook back in the day, one of the things that I absolutely hated was in those big preparedness or big prepper groups 
when someone would ask a question, maybe they were a new prepper or someone, maybe, you know, they were, you know, they had a question about something and they threw it out there and you always had those people that were just so rude. You're like, oh my gosh, how could you be even asking that question? You know, are you stupid? I mean, what do you, I mean, you know, you're going to die, you know, during, if you, when SHTF happens and, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like, should not be happening. I mean, people, this should be a group where people can come and ask questions and people would be willing to help them out. Somebody asked like, Todd, you have this resource. Why do you charge for it? Well, it keeps all those yahoos out man. it keeps all those people that are rude and people who are disrespectful and they just call people names and they just troll those groups. It really keeps them out because you have to, you buy in a little bit and it's $20 a year. It's not really that much and it's really well worth it. And so you know, I, I highly encourage you if you are looking for something like that. I've heard from so many different people that have joined it over the years, and uh, the, the group has been so helpful. And sometimes it is quiet. Sometimes you can go a couple of days without you know seeing anything, and then other days it's like it blows up. And I, I just think it is a great, great resource. So many people have sent me emails and, and just of appreciation of being a part of that. And uh, I'm, I'm really great, grateful to just having the thought of, of doing that. I think it is a great, great resource. So if you are looking to do something in September and you haven't joined the exclusive email group, you can click the link. It's in the show notes. You go over there and, uh, you know, join it. And, you know, if you don't like it for one year after $20, you know, the first year you don't like it, just unsubscribe. You don't, you don't, it's not going to hurt my feelings. People do it. And he's like, Hey, this is not for me, Todd. Sometimes people don't like all the email that they get, you know, because sometimes there is a lot of email, but I always encourage people like use an email, maybe an email that you don't normally go to all the time. And so you're not getting it in your regular email. So you send it to, I don't know, you know, uh, a proton mail, uh, email that you create, and then you put everything into a folder, right? I mean, it's like, hey, okay, I'm, I'm keeping this. This is my exclusive email group stuff. It goes into a folder uh, and I always have it there. And it's a great, you know, with, with the searches that you can do in email groups, man, you can always find really great information. And so there's just, um, just a wealth of knowledge there. And I, as someone who's been in preparedness for a long time, I, I think I know a lot. I feel like I know a lot. I've been doing it for a long time. I, you know, when you read, 10 to 15 articles every single evening and you are linking to the very best ones and you're watching videos and you're, you know, you're going to learn some stuff, but I still don't know everything that I should know. And so there are a lot of people out there that know so much more than me in, in different areas. And I am so appreciative of that, that I can ask, you know, ham radio questions or solar questions and people have, you know, people that's their job or they stay up with that information all the time. And so they have relevant information. And I just, uh, I really appreciate that. So uh, go check that out again. The link is in the email. I'm sorry. The link is in the description of the podcast and you can go check that out. All right. So let's go ahead and jump into our article of this episode. You know, bug out bags, it's a very, it's a, it's a sexy topic. It's the topic that everybody always wants to talk, talk about. It's the thing that everybody wants to do at the very beginning when they get into preparedness. Like I want to create my bug out bag, tons of videos, tons of all that kind of stuff. There's so much information there. I want to stress very highly that your, your bug out bag needs to be personal to you. 
Buying one online is very easy. You can go buy you. You can spend up to five hundred dollars, even more, on you know these bug out bags or put up put up for you and all that kind of stuff. Sometimes the the the, the gear that's in there is inferior, but really you want to make your own uh, bug out bag. And then I want to say this as well: a lot of a lot of people have come to the conclusion that bugging out is not the answer. A lot of people plan on bugging in. I mean, that's my that's my first choice is to bug in. But there are times when you will have to bug out. There are times when you're going to have to leave. So if it floods, you know, and, and you're hearing about the flood again, you need to get out. You know, Las Vegas, I was watching some some video in Las Vegas and like of floods and people driving. It looked like mud, but it, it was it was water. It was just dirty water. Um, so you, you have flooding and, and granted, you got to get out before you, you get surrounded by water. I and mean, I'm going back to my Harvey days, but you have, you have that, um, you have the fires. We've been seeing a lot of fires lately. And when you see those, I mean, have you ever seen those videos where people are like, they're driving out and they're like surrounded by fire. It's all over the place. Um, you know, and Maui is, is, is fresh on everybody's minds. And we're still hearing a lot about what happened over in Maui and things like that. And, uh, people that turned around where the roads were blocked and they listened to the government, <laughs> they, 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 uh, they died, man. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm laughing because, uh, not because they died. I and mean, that's kind of sick, Todd, right? I mean, please forgive me on that one. I'm, I'm laughing because man, it's like, do you, don't those that didn't listen to the government, I guess is what I'm trying to say. They survived, you know, they went around those barricades and, and I think people are more and more as we go. And this is a whole nother topic, a whole nother side issue here is like, they're getting to the point where they're just not listening before it used to be like, Hey, we listen to the government because they've got, maybe they got some special news and information. Like this road's not going to be accessible, but those people that went around that, man, they got out. And so you have, you know, fires that are happening. You have all different kinds of things that are going on and, and you have the reason to bug out. And then some people are always like, you know, I got need a place to bug out too. And I think that's very important. If you're leaving your home and you don't have a place to go, you're evacuating. If you have a place to go, whether that is a family member's, uh, you know, place outside of town or in another town, uh, you're, you're bugging out. If you have a, a, a place out in the country or a retreat and you're bugging out, uh, you know, you have a place that maybe you even you're bugging out to a hotel or a motel and you you've set up ahead of time, you know, like there's a hurricane coming, there's a hurricane in the Gulf and it's going to hit Texas and uh, you're thinking ahead of time. So you set up, uh, you know, some uh, a hotel room, you know, a lot further up north where, you know, you might get some rain and wind, but you're not going to get the full force of the, the hurricane. So you bug out way ahead of time. And so you have a hotel or a motel and reservations that you're doing that you're going to. And so you have that. Um, a lot of people talk about backpacks and things like that. Um, to be honest, I have totes. So when we bug out, we are not going to bug out on foot. That's not something that we're going to do. Um, I do have with my totes, I do have backpacks that we can all strap on if we need to. But for the most part, it's like, here are some totes. We're throwing them in the back of our, you know, in back of my truck or my wife's SUV and we're headed out probably, you know, probably filling up everything that we can and heading out and going there. But we have totes that are ready to go. And so I think that is one way to do it. And like I said, I have backpacks that are there inside of another smaller tote that we can take. And if we had to, we can move stuff into those backpacks. But the initial thing is like to get out. And that's what I have chosen to prepare instead of having bug out bags. But anyway, this 
specific article that we're going into is about specialized bug out bags. And that's something to, to think about. You know, this one's going to be about you know, babies, elderly, homeschoolers, pets, and different, different bug out bags that you can have uh, for, for those uh, you know, in your life. Now, I think some of the things that we're going to talk about is going to, going to apply to you know, just a regular bug out bag, but these are specific. So you think about, you know, if you're a, a mom or you're a dad and you have babies or you have young children, right? Or you, you're, you have elderly parents living with you. That's a whole different type of thing, right? Maybe homeschooling and you're, you're heading out and you need to think about, you know, how, how do they continue their, their education? And then definitely pets. You don't want to leave your pets behind. They're part of the family. What do you, what do you need to have for them other than, you know, your maybe dog food and, and their bowl and whatever. I mean, what kinds of things can you have in a bug out bag for them? So, um, after we read the article, which is not a very long article, I'm going to come back and I'm going to talk about some other items to include in, in these different areas. Talk a little bit about organization and then maybe packing depending on where you're bugging out to. And so we'll get into that. So let's go ahead and jump into this uh, article of this episode. It comes to us from Are You Prepared, Mama? And again, the title is Specialized Bug Out Bags for Babies, Elderly, Homeschoolers, and Pets. So let's go ahead and jump into this one. As you pack your own bug out bag, remembering what you shouldn't pack and why, and then understanding what you should pack in your own bag, we need to discuss a third category when it comes to packing bug out bags. How do we pack them for those in our families with special needs? As I took stock of what kind of specialized bug out bags we should be packing, I want to discuss bug out bags for babies, the elderly, special needs, homeschoolers, and pets. I want to also, uh, guys, you know, I always link to these articles. Um, she has been, Karen has been linking to other articles as well. Or, I'm sorry, she linked to other articles at the very beginning. She's been doing kind of a, a series on bug out bags that you can go check out. So let's go ahead and, and jump into this one. So specialized bug out bags for babies. Do you have an infant or are you pregnant? Fortunately, since we plan for bugging out to be in a vehicle, the thought of having two bags shouldn't be too intimidating. And chances are you already have a good start on a bug out bag for your little one. Do you have a diaper bag? I mean, a bug out bag for your baby because they really can function together as one. You're probably just going to need to expand it a bit. If we're assuming 72 hours, in most cases, that's enough time. Then how many diapers will you need for 72 hours? If you usually use cloth diapers, you may want to consider keeping an emergency stash of disposable diapers for an emergency situation. You'll also want wipes for obvious reasons. Okay, a good little just scenario kind of to go through is write down how many diapers. If you're if you're a mom, you're a dad, write down how many diapers you go through and how many wipes you go through in a given day. And so when you're thinking about bugging out or you're thinking about going on a trip or whatever it might be, you can, you can, you know, multiply that, you know, I, I want 72 hours. I need to multiply this by three days. Maybe you want to go even, even further than that. So if you bottle feed, you'll want to make sure that you have what you need for 72 hours, formula, bottles, bottled water. If you breastfeed, do you already have a nursing cover in your bag? If you use one, is there anything else for the bug out bag that you need like nursing pads or lancino cream? And then what about baby toys? Do you keep small toys in your bug in your bag that your baby enjoys? Teething toys, small crinkly blankets, small board books. Make sure that you have a couple of things to keep little ones happy. So let me add to this here just a little bit. 
if you are bugging out, and I know that she says, you know, 72 hours here for all the, you know, like the formula bottles, bottled water, all that kind of stuff, you might want to consider even more than that. Because if you're bugging out, let's say you're bugging out to a family's uh, home, you know, or you're bugging out to a hotel or you're bugging out to a retreat or something along those lines, when you get there, you're probably, you probably don't have formula stocked up there. You probably don't have you know water. You probably don't have uh, the bag. You know, back in the day when the kids, you know, we, the the boy, my my wife nursed all the boys, but we got to a point where eventually they did take formula. And back then they had those little bags, right, that you would you know get the air out of, and and basically you would have the the tops of the bottles and stuff like that um, that you would have to sterilize. And so you think about all those different kinds of things. If whenever you get to wherever you're going, if stores are not open or you you know whatever reason you're bugging out with, you might even want more than that. So that's something to really consider there. All right. So moving along, specialized bug out bags for the elderly. You know, guys, we have our our parents as as the population is aging. We have parents thinking about or or maybe living with us. So I know I have that right now, and there's the potential to have even more, right? And so you think about that where where our parents are and the help that they need, and that that changes bugging out. I know that we talked about this in the exclusive email group on our Tuesday nights when we do our um, you know our Zoom meetups. We've talked about this before. It's like people who used to bug out or had the plan to bug out and they were going to strap on their, their backpack and go. Now there's a parent living with them and that has changed everything about how they look at this, right? So specialized bug out bags for the elderly. Let's talk about this one. So whether you're helping someone who is elderly or you yourself are elderly and you're preparing, first off, even though I mentioned this in the last article, I want to mention it here again, please make sure that you have at least two weeks worth of your medicine in your bob at all time. So in your bug out bag at all time. So remember two weeks ago, I talked about how bugging out means that we need to leave for a short time and that we plan to come home, like in the case of a hurricane. So you won't necessarily be walking more than usual, but if you need assistance walking at home, you should have that assistance when you leave the house to bug out. Then if you walk with a cane, do you have something like a folding cane that you can put in your bag? It's always better to have a spare. There are also folding walkers if you need one of those. I know as people age, sometimes there are incontinence issues from something as simple as leakage when you sneeze to more complex issues. If there is any chance that you'll need them, make sure that you have an incontinence supplies in your bug out bag. So I've been talking with my mom about bugging out and she gave me a couple more ideas for this post that others may not think about. My mom suffers from dry mouth because of medicines. She can't drink all the time, so she keeps mints, lozenges, or gum in her bag so that if her mouth gets too dry, she's taken care of. Also, because she's older, her skin gets dry very quickly. And as we all know, dry skin cracks and gives bacteria a way to get into our system. Because of this, she carries hand cream with her to keep her hands moisturized. One other thing that she mentioned is that she likes to keep a package of wet ones or wipes in her bags so that she can clean up a mess on her or on someone else or on something that has gotten sticky. So I, I, the wet, wet ones, wet wipes, I have those all the time. You need, you just need to have those. That's just smart to have. Um, I really like this. I really like the fact that she talked with her mom and she got some ideas here because like I said, your bug out bag or the things that you're taking with you have to be personal. And you might say, you know, you have somebody's like, okay, I got dry mouth. So I'm just going to bring extra water. 
but that really wouldn't work because then they're going to the restroom all the time and, and that might be an issue. So I love the idea of having lozenges or gum or, or mints that would help keep the mouth moist instead of just going through a whole bunch of water. So I think that makes a lot of sense. So I really love that she was talking to her mom about that. And that's something that you need to, to do as well if you are taking care of an elderly person. Something else to consider for our older family members is for them or for us as we help them to prepare to have something along the lines of powdered Ensure. Because it's powdered, it's much more shelf stable for periods of time. Also, it's lighter to carry, so if you're, you are throwing a couple of cases of water bottles in your vehicle before you pull out between that and the Ensure powder, older family members can make sure that they get adequate nutrition. So what about homeschoolers? If you've ever homeschooled your kids, you know that everything that we do is an opportunity to learn. We homeschoolers are kind of weird that way. So I also know from experience that if my children are occupied when we have to bug out, things tend to go much more smoothly. I also have kids who would get very upset if they had to do school later in the year because we took off if we bugged out. So all of this leads me to say that if you're a homeschooler and you are going to bug out, take your school with you. So what would it look like? Again, since we're leaving in our vehicles, throwing another bag full of school supplies, books, and a laptop is usually a doable thing. If you can't do that, use the situation to your advantage. Last week, I talked about the fact that each of my kids has a composition book, colored pencils, clicker pencils, and a reading book in their bag besides travel games. Take them to a park near the location to which you are bugging out and let them draw local flora and fauna. Have them write an essay on how this place sounds different than home does. Play educational games like Bananagrams, Scrabble Slam, Money Bags, Dominoes, Race Across the USA. And so all those things are saved there. If you're staying somewhere with Wi-Fi and bringing a laptop, there are so many educational videos out there on so many different platforms. You can easily keep your child busy from sun up to sundown watching really good educational videos. If you need some ideas for some educational shows, you can find some here, here, and here. So she's linked to a couple of them on uh, it was Homeschool Hideout, uh, WeAreTeachers.com, and Variety.com. There are, there's uh, 15 best Netflix kids' educational shows you can go to. All right, so moving on to pets. Now that we've we've covered how to help different people, let's talk about how to help our pets. So whenever you have, or whether you have a cat or dog, bird or other animal, every animal needs to eat and drink. One of the things that I love is a collapsible bowl for animals. You'll need two, one for food and one for water. Also, make sure that you're packing food for your animals. Since you should be bringing water for your family, make sure that you are also bringing water for your pets. Maybe if you would empty your pet's water bowl and fill it with part of one water bottle, see how long it takes your pet to go through one water bottle. Then use that to make a determination of how many water bottles you need for your pets for two to four days. Again, I love that strategy of testing it out, testing it out now, see what it looks like. Sometimes we have no idea how much our animals you know, drink water, how much water they actually need because we're just at home and we're just not really thinking about it. But when you do a little bit of experimentation, you put half a water bottle like she's saying here, or maybe you put a whole water bottle, how long does it take them to get through that? So I think that's smart. So what about dealing with excrement? So just like we would up, be up a creek without a paddle if we couldn't use a restroom, the same goes for our pets. We have a dog and whether we're at home or we're on the road, he needs to poop. So make sure that you have extra poop bags on hand for your dogs in his bug out bag. When we're dealing with cats, it's much more of an issue, unfortunately, but it's definitely doable. 
Did you know that there are foldable travel kitty litter boxes? How cool is that? So I went in search of what we could use for pet bug out bags. I found a travel litter box that folds down completely flat. The other thing that you need to take into consideration when traveling with a cat is that you want light kitty litter. You don't want to be lugging around a 10 to 15 pound fox or box of kitty litter. It says fox here, but I think it's a typo. A box of kitty litter. So I found a lightweight kitty litter for your cat's grab and go bag. All right. So I think that's, uh, that's kind of funny. You know, one of the things you might want to do is every once in a while, you know, test out that travel litter box to see if your cat, you know, cats are finicky, right? You should test it out and see if they uh, they will actually use it. Uh, maybe if they had no other choice, maybe they would. I don't know, but you might want to see if they'll use it or not. So some people travel with their pets loose in the car while others keep their pets contained. Make sure that if you don't want your pets running around and maybe getting underfoot, then make sure that you have an appropriate carrier for your pets. Then you have to let them out, right? So whether you have a cat or a dog, you may need to have a leash so that if you need to walk them, you have a way to do that. And do your pets have a specific toy that they love playing with when they're at home? It's like having a small child. If they have a special lovey at home, you should have a duplicate for your pet's bug out bag. If your dog or cat has that special toy, then you should probably have a duplicate for the time that you have to bug out. So what about you? Have you taken all of the special people and pets in your life into consideration? What other items would you would you add to the list or what would you change? Share with us below the comments so that we can be better prepared. So there is one uh, one comment here where someone said about an old Kindle. So they have an old Kindle that they have downloaded many, many books so that they can read or reread. And I think that's uh, that's smart. I think Kindles, you know, the the old, you know, paper white Kindles and stuff like that. They they hold battery for for. I mean, it's like crazy long how long they they hold batteries and you can put a lot of books on those. But then you also have the Kindle fires if you need to, you know, it's more of a, of a tablet, but uh, the battery won't last as long, but it is color. You can get to the internet. You can do all that kind of stuff. If you download books that have color and pictures, then you can see them so that, uh, you know, they're not very expensive. That might be something you might be interested in. All right, so let's add a little bit to this here. Um, one of the things that she did not talk about, one of the things I get questioned a lot is about special needs and and having that. And so I don't have a lot of information on that. Uh, again, your, your, your situation is going to be different. And I know people are like, Todd, can you talk about special needs, bug out bags and things like that? I think what you need to do is look at what you need for your 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 uh, your child or your parent whatever it might be and so i'm thinking like those that are you know like medically fragile uh you know those types of those types of situations you might need a special bug out just for them but it it really depends on what you need so you might need to have some kind of machine and you might need to have power for that machine and so you, it's something that that takes it to a whole nother level but again you know, your idea might be, I'm not bugging out, but if you had to bug out, if there was a fire, you know, we've been, it's been so dry. I think we're like 40 something days without registered rain here in the Houston area. And, uh, we were getting brush fires everywhere from people, uh, maybe throwing out a cigarette. And hopefully people aren't doing that, but even people I heard in one situation where there was a tractor and it might've hit something or threw a spark and it, lit a field and the, the the guy that was driving the tractor didn't even realize it you know like you throw a little spark it starts to smolder and you're you're off right you're you're gone and then all of a sudden you have this grass fire 
So there's one that's going on right now that's over 4,000 acres. Uh, it's a, it's north of us, you know, in Humble, and so uh, north of the Houston area. And so that's been going on. It's not it's not contained. So you think about all the people that are out there and the animals that they have, horses and cows and pigs and chickens and all the other things that they have going on over there, and you know what they're thinking about and how to leave. But again, the specialized, uh, you know, special needs, medically fragile, those types of things. That is something that is going to be be very specific to you. And what I would do is sit down and think about all the things that you use, things that are necessary. So necessary for you know the medical aspect of it. And are those things portable? Can could you grab those things? Could you get extras of those things? Could you provide power if you needed to? You know, maybe an inverter in your vehicle that could power those things if you had to do that. You know, in a in, in a distance or in a in a in a pinch. I'm sorry. Or maybe you need some kind of like a battery backup, like an EcoFlow or something like that, a solar power generator that you can use. Um, that might be something to to consider if you needed that. But you need to write those things down, like what is medically necessary, even if I don't use it every single day. Maybe I use it once a week, once a month, but what would I need to take with me? And then on top of that, all the other things that maybe you sort of kind of use, but you know that, that's going to be a whole nother situation. So you really need to take a little bit of time, and that's going to be personal. But let me just give uh, just uh, some more information here. Like, again, I said I was going to talk about items to include, maybe some organization, and then packing depending on where you're bugging out to if you already know that. So let's talk about for babies. You know, we talked about the 72-hour aspect of it based on your child's age and and how often you're changing and the frequency of that. Um, Babies, they grow so fast. And so sometimes, you know, you get... You get diapers, and I remember we would buy them at, at you know a box at a time. I, I I hated going shopping for that or just going to the store for diapers. So we would get the box a box at a time, and you know is it if we found them on sale? I mean, we would buy more, but at the at the same time, you know, um, sometimes they would grow out of them, and then it was like okay, it's too late to take them back, and we need to go ahead and we maybe we give them away to somebody who who could use them. So you need to be thinking about that. You know, it's like um, you need to have enough, but uh, you don't want to buy so much that they might it might not fit them anymore. So you know, for a newborn baby, you might be going through thirty to fifty diapers in a seventy-two hour period. For a one-year-old, it could be twenty to thirty. Um, it really depends on your child and you know how long you're going to be gone. But I would have more than seventy-two hours, like we we talked about. You want to have those wipes. You want to have the formula. Again, I would have more than just 72 hours or three days, depending on where you're going. You might not be, especially if you're baby. There's a lot of babies right now that are especially, maybe the, the whole baby formula you know, issue, people were having trouble finding that uh, when we were in lockdowns and stuff. I think that's really kind of still going on. Um, you don't hear too much about it, but um, you might be if your if your baby has a specialized formula that they're that they're taking, and then you go and you you bug out to like uh, a family member's uh, place out in the country. You know they might not have that specialized formula there, or you might be traveling a, a long distance to get it. Um, what about baby food? If your child is doing baby food, do you have? How are you going to? do that. Are you going to go, you know, do you have a bug out bag for that? Or do you have some kind of container that you can go and like clean out your pantry really quickly, like dump every, all the baby food into that and go. What about the medicine for babies? You're back in the day we lived on Mylocon. Uh, I don't think they use that anymore. Gas drops, 
but oh my gosh, you know, like, you know, we burped the kid, kids as, as much as they're just gassy. They're still gassy, right? But uh, man, we use that a lot. And so you want to make sure that you have that, you know, pain, fever reducers, all that kind of stuff that you would normally use. Um, changes of clothes in outfits. Um, I know it's a, you know, you might be thinking 72 hours, three outfits. No, no, no. For babies, you need a whole lot more than that. And then are you going somewhere? Are you traveling somewhere where the weather is a little bit different? I mean, sometimes here in Texas, you, you go up to the, the you know north, and the temperature you know changes a lot. And so you know, do you do you have you know warm warm uh, clothes for them if you needed that? And then having enough blankets and pacifiers. And then here's the other thing: the burp the burp cloths. Oh my gosh. I mean, cause like, you know, a kid throws up and I'm like, you come on, you, you know what I'm talking about. They throw up and like projectile vomit and you know, one, one, one burp cloth or whatever. Uh, it, it's like, it's done. And sometimes two, you know, and then, then you're busting out the wipes there for that. And so you think about all of that, you know, just if you're thinking like minimal for 72 hours, that's not going to be enough. You, you really need to be thinking for a lot more. And so I like the idea of, uh, a baby, you know, your, your diaper bag and then just increasing it, making it bigger. But I don't know if, if I was in that situation, I would probably have a tote just for that as well. Just knowing how crazy things are. And I don't know if I would fill it. Maybe I wouldn't pre-fill it. Maybe I would just know where everything is and I would just go and, and grab it. I don't know. Um, I'm not in that situation, so I haven't put a whole lot of thought into that, but, uh, I do remember how, we went through a lot of burp rags and you know, the great thing about those burp rags, is like after you use them, after they're done and the babies, you know, don't, you don't need them for the babies anymore. They make great rags. And so, you know, you just throw them in your rag pile and you're ready to go anyway. All right. What about the elderly? We talked about medicine there for two weeks, but even more. And then there's also not just the prescribed medicine, but sometimes they're taking vitamins and over the counter medicines and things like that. And so, I know for my parents, they have a, a little container and uh, I don't, man, I, I don't know, maybe like a, <laughs> I don't know the best way to, to make a little toolbox. It's a little plastic container with a handle, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And they can throw all their medicines all at one time in there. And, you know, it'd be really, really quick to kind of throw all those there. But, you know, for the elderly, maybe they have uh, a second pair of glasses. Maybe they're dentures. Maybe they're, uh, you know, if, they're, if they don't wear their dentures all the time. You know, I remember I, I remember the first time I saw those, you know, going into my grandma's you know, restroom and seeing the dentures in the glass. I'm like, oh, my gosh, what the heck is going on here? Uh, but, you know, maybe they're dentures and maybe the you know, the pace that they need for dentures and hearing aids and spare sets of batteries and all those different kinds of things. We talked about canes and walkers, but what about wheelchairs and, and having those and a plan to get that wheelchair into your vehicle with all the other things that you are planning on doing and, and, and carrying with you. Can you do that? We talked about hand creams and lip balms. What about compression socks, right? If they need that for circulation, uh, maybe their blankets, maybe their slippers. Um, a lot of, you know, my mom comes over to my house and we're all in t-shirts and shorts right now, but she is very, very cold natured. So she has even little gloves that she puts on and we have a little blanket for her. So, you know, if you have an elderly parent who is maybe on blood thinners and things like that, they uh, they might get uh, colder a lot easier, and so you need to really be thinking about them. 
It might be smart to have their information printed out. So if you're taking your emergency binder with you, um, having their information in your emergency binder would be smart with all their uh, conditions, with all the doctors, with all the medications, having that somewhere easily uh, to, to access. If they do have a container, a little plastic container with a, you know, a lid and the whole deal, it might be smart to print off a second a copy of all that information and put it in there, you know, at the bottom or something like that. And then, you know, again, there's glasses and, and, and stuff like that. I think that's going to be important, having spares of all of that stuff. So let's talk a little bit about organ, organization. Ba- you know, People, when they think about their bug out bags, they think about a bag, they think about a backpack. A lot of people don't ha- have started to really think about that and go beyond that. So some people will use cubes or like totes, you know, with a handle. So a really nice tote that you can load up stuff, something that you can handle that's not too big where it takes two people, but something that you can easily take and put it in, uh, you know, the back of an SUV, the back of a truck, then, you know, in your, in your trunk, whatever it might be, make sure those things fit, right? Make sure you go in and they fit with all the other things that you need in there. And so you have uh, maybe a packing cube and maybe you have bags that you already have set aside and you have done kind of like a trial run where you realize that you can pack all those things. The worst case scenario, or not a worst case scenario, the worst thing that could happen would be that you have all these plans in place of what you would do. And then when it comes down to it, you can, you don't have the, the, the bag or the cube or the toad or whatever it might be to put everything in. And then you're, think about this, you're grabbing things and running to the, you know, running to your vehicle to throw them in there. And there's no kind of organization at all, or you're running and grabbing a, you know, a, a trash bag and you're throwing everything in there. You don't want to do that. So having a little bit of a time to designate, Hey, I'm going to use this time to pack up the stuff that I would in a bug out bag or in a bug out tote or in whatever it might be, maybe in a, not in a backpack, but in a a different type of bag. And I'm going to see if it fits and then see if it fits in my vehicle. Right? So I think that's important. Having things labeled, I think is, is smart with, you know, your names and dates and contents. If you can do that laminated cards, um, using masking tape or permanent marker, whatever it might be, clear tape. Um, my friend over at food storage moms, Linda loosely does this very well. If you could go over to her website and find out all the organization, uh, tips that she has, she likes clear bags and then, or clear totes, and then putting what the contents are on the outside of that. And so you could, you know, you could easily do that uh, if you have a bug out bag or a bug out tote. And just, and if you already have it prepared, you like, hey, I know what it is. I can see, you know, by by reading the card that has, you know, has been written with permanent marker and has been taped to the top. I know exactly what is in there. So I think that's smart. Um, having the, the, the bags, if you are doing a bug out bag, you have one for each person, but everyone knows what it, what, which one theirs is. Right. Um, did, did I say that right? Um, can't, I'm not using the right English here, but everyone knows exactly which bug out bag is theirs. All right. And maybe you, you've written their names on it. Maybe you sewed patches on there, whatever it might be. So people aren't, you know, trying to find, you know, fight with whoever is what, you know, theirs is. And then if you had that extra little bag for your kids with all their fun activities and stuff like that, again, which one is theirs? I like the idea of not a bug out bag for the elderly, but maybe a carry on suitcase with wheels 
something like especially if they're mobile something that they could you know that they can wheel behind them if they are in a wheelchair maybe there's something that can be strapped onto a wheelchair so when you are taking them out in their wheelchair you are able to take their bug out bag and their equipment within you all at one time uh, having maybe a collapsible crate for your pet uh, having uh, you know having something along those lines uh, so you know a tote that could easily carry all that kind of stuff there Make sure that you're waterproofing your documents. This speaks to emergency binders, but make sure that stuff is taken care of. And then uh, again, you know, inventory, having an inventory, some, some way of knowing what's inside of your stuff. You should be looking at your bug out tote, your bug out bags or whatever, every, you know, two times a year when the seasons really change, you should be looking at that stuff. So you know, what's there. So the next time you do that or do that right now, you know, take out everything, make an inventory slap on an inventory list so that you know, what's there. So let's talk a little bit about maybe different supplies or, or thinking differently, depending on where you're bugging out to. So let's say you're bugging out to a hotel. Maybe one of the things you want to consider is packing non-perishable foods, you know, things that are ready to eat. And so you you might be looking at granola bars. Maybe you are looking at uh, some canned, you know, some canned soup that you can use, maybe a camping stove. Um, You know, one of the things that when you're looking at hotels or or motels, uh, having a couple of if you, you should already have these in mind. So that you're not like looking on the internet when, when it's time like, okay, I know that if I'm going North, I, I'm going to stop here. If I'm going West, I'm going East, I'm going South, whatever I'm doing, I know where I want to stop. Right. And maybe have a couple of different ones along the lines, but there are some, if you have to go that have a little kitchenette. And so maybe you take, you know, a, a pot with you. Maybe you take a couple of, maybe that's at the bottom of your tote. I don't know, right? Maybe a little, some, some uh, cooking utensils. Maybe you go to a dollar store and you, you throw those in there just in case if you ever need to use them. But if you need to bug out, you know, having some perishable, uh, some non-perishable foods, maybe having some cans of soup to where you can cook and warm them up in a little kitchenette would be smart. Or even if you had a cap camping stove or a little butane stove, you could take with you, right? So then bringing your toiletries. Sometimes hotels don't always provide toiletries, all the things that you need. And so you make, you want to make sure that you have enough toiletries if you're bugging out to something like that. Again, entertainments, if you if you're bugging out far enough and you don't need to worry about the weather, maybe even taking your swimsuits, maybe it's a little vacation, right? Those kinds of things. Going to hotels sometimes, uh, especially if it's like an older hotel, they have vending machines, maybe having some dollar bills, maybe having some quarters for a vending machine if you need to, to do that. Maybe having a multi-outlet charger. I know that when I go to conferences and things like that, um, sometimes uh, I've been like kicking myself in, in, you know, in, in the butt because I haven't taken uh, a USB, uh, I guess uh, a USB docking station that will have more uh, connections so that I can charge all the devices that I have. Sometimes they, you know, these hotels, the, the nicer ones have a lot of them, but even the nicer ones have like one or two and I'm trying, trying to charge, you know, like a, you know, a battery pack that I had out there. I'm charging my phone. I'm charging, you know, um, you know, my, maybe my tablet 
and I'm wanting to do all these things. And so uh, you want to have something to be able to, to charge everything that you need, especially if you have kids and they all have different types of devices. So maybe you need to, to take a, a power strip with you. And then also maybe, you know, one of those USB docking stations that have a whole bunch of different USB uh, outlets that you can go ahead and, and connect to. So that's like, if you're going to a hotel, the things that you really don't think about, if you're bugging out to a family's house, it's going to be different because they're going to have, hopefully, you know, they're going to have the food. They're going to, they're going to feed you and, and that kind of stuff. So you're not going to need to think about that. You know, you, you want to think about having the clothes that you need. Maybe there's some special food. If you are, you have some special dietary needs, you take some special foods. Maybe you take some snacks with you. Um, you know, the entertainment that, that you have, you, of course, you're going to take your, your toiletries because they, they might not have extra toothbrushes and things for you. I mean, that stuff should be in your bug out bag already. You should have extra stuff there. Maybe you want your own bedding because maybe they're not prepared for your own bedding for the, the to uh, provide you with bedding. Uh, maybe you need to have like blow up mattresses so that people that are sleeping on the floor, you know, maybe there's not enough, maybe there's not a, a spare bedroom or maybe they have one spare bedroom, but then your kids, maybe they're sleeping on the floor or sleeping on couches. Maybe you have to sleep on, uh, you know, the inflatable mattress. And so you want to go ahead and have that and then pet supplies. Then the other thing is like, if they have a pet, is your pet going to get along with them? And so do you have a way to handle that if, if, you know, they have pets as well? And then you could possibly be bugging out to a public shelter. Uh, if you have to do that, then of course you're going to want your blankets and your own pillows. And, uh, you know, you might want to have a sleeping pad. You might want to have earplugs for noise, especially, you know, people are up all night hours of the night, especially if it's a big open area, you know, so you might want to have that. Maybe you're going to have some extra snacks. Sometimes they feed you really well. Other times it's like, you know, things are coming in and especially if it's getting set up, having some entertainment for downtime, because there is a lot of downtime in those places. And then your toiletries and your medication and all those different kinds of things that uh, you you really need to, uh, you need to have. Um, but you know, that's that public shelter. If you're bugging out to your own retreat, you know, what's there. You might in, in one of the things that you need to consider is, you know, having a retreat out there, especially if it's a very, very rural, a lot of the times they get broken into. And so you don't leave a whole lot of, you know, a lot of things there. I know that was our experience when my dad had this place out in the country. That means you're going to take a lot more junk with you when you go, like you're, you need to really be ready to go, you know, on, in, in that situation, you're taking all your food, you're taking all your, your bedding, you're taking everything along those lines and even more because you're going into like a rural retreat, unless you have a situation where you're able to leave it completely stocked and you're able to show up there with just the clothes on your back. And I mean, if that's your situation, that's awesome. But a lot of the times that's, that's, that's not the situation. There are some other things to consider too, right? I mean, when we're thinking about all these things, I alluded to special needs, but sometimes we have family members that have dietary restrictions, whatever that might be. And so you want to make sure that you have their type of food and then you're able to source what they need for, for whatever it is. Um, 
other kits that you might, you're like allergies. Do you have a family member that has a really high allergy to like peanuts or bee stings and things like that? You really need to have that kind of information ready for you. Do you have their EpiPens with you? Uh, do you have that kind of thing set up and ready to go? Do you know how to, do you, you know, they're very expensive right now, EpiPens, which they shouldn't be. I can't believe that, but whatever. Um, do you have extra ones with you? Do you, can you get to them very easily? Um, if you're pregnant, do you have all your, all, everything that you need to be able to move forward? And then how close are you to that birth date, right? To, to giving birth. And then you need to, to make sure that you have, maybe you need some extra supplies for that type of thing. And then again, we have maybe family members that have that, you know, the very medically fragile and you need to take care of all that information. Maybe you have medical, you're taking medical records with you and doctor's informations and, and uh, all that kind of stuff. Maybe you need a cooler just for medications because medications need to be kept cold, right? So uh, a lot of things to consider there if you have to bug out. And again, a lot of people say, I'm not bugging out, man. I'm, I'm, I'm going to bug in. That's the way I'm going to handle it. But there are times when you might need to consider it. And are you, you don't want to be thinking through that at the very last minute, like, oh my, oh my gosh, all of a sudden, uh, you know, we have a fire and it is, you know, it is an hour away. And now I've got to bug out and all the things that go through your mind, you know, and then you're bugging out at the very last minute. You don't want to do that. You want to be ready to go. And so a little bit of thought, a little bit of preparedness goes a long way in that kind of situation. Well, guys, like always, I'm going to link to this article. There's, you know, she's been writing about bug out bags and you can go and link to a lot of other articles here over at, um, uh, are you prepared mama and, uh, .com and get a lot of, uh, other good information. Just a, it's a good website with a lot of good stuff there. Well, guys, that's it for episode 796. If you found this episode valuable, I would appreciate a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you haven't subscribed, make sure you click that subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. And that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Pepper Goodness. And lastly, don't forget to join the email list if you haven't. When you do, I'm going to send you my blackout checklist to know what you should do before, during, and after the lights go out. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next time, live with no regrets and stay prepped and aware. Peace.